Season 5, Episode 30, April the 30th, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will unpack Paul and Silas's reply to the jailer's question when he asked, what must I be do to be saved? The answer was, believe in the Lord Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Acts chapter 16, verse 30. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ means to believe that he is who he claims to be. Quote, I and my father are one, John chapter 10, verse 30, and believing what he did as recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, the folk which says, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, close quote. During this month of April, we have learned many things about the doctrine of repentance and the radical changes in the persons whom God granted repentance, including our discussion on the great commission Christ gave to his original disciples and subsequent generation, meaning our generation as well of the living communities, believing communities. In the last episode, we began to see Robert B. Seth's summary of God-centered evangelism. Quote, how do we evangelize in order to see a sinner brought to desperation? Close quote. We begin with the nature of God, the nature of God. People need to understand something of who God is as creator, as sovereign sustainer, as lawgiver, judge, and savior. Acts chapter 17, verse 22 to 31. Second, the whole law of God. They need to know about the law of God. People should understand something of their transgression and offenses before this holy God as revealed through the law, Romans chapter 3, verse 19 to 20. Third, Jesus Christ crucified and risen. The only remedy for a lost person or man is found in Jesus, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 to 4, and John 14, 6. Number four, man's duty, repent and believe. Of course, we've already discovered A person cannot repent until God grants them grace, grants them repentance, grants them faith. Once that takes place, then they will believe. But it's our role, it's our responsibility to give them the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because the Holy Spirit uses truth. So they need to repent and believe. The only person to be saved is the person who radically turns from sin and trusts Christ. This is a duty and is given as a command. Acts chapter 17, 
verse 28 to 31. Number five, sovereign mercy. Sovereign mercy. This is the boxing up principle. The boxing up principle is leaving man in the hands of God at this point. Having explained the gospel and having urged them to repent and believe so often in our sincere desire to see man converted, we prematurely get in a hurry and we abort the necessity, the necessary work to be done in the heart by explicit instruction that will bring true heart conversion. The sinner then needs to be left in the hands of the sovereign God. And if God is pleased to save him, we will know it by the desperation after himself that will be evident. We will see it. It's called the boxing up principle. The boxing up principle is put in the center in the pressure cooker of divine grace with several other ingredients. These include God's law, God's love and grace, and God's sovereignty. Let's take them one by one. A, God's law. After the gospel presentation, we must pray that God will bring about the powerful yet painful agonizing effort, or effect that is, that Paul described in Romans chapter 7, verse 7 to 13. B, God's love and grace. There is mercy with God. There is mercy with the Lord. There is salvation through Christ. The sinner must be made to believe the person and the work of Christ is God's demonstration of wondrous love. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. C, God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty. Man must also understand that he is locked up on death row without a key. God has the key. Man does not decide anything. Let me say that again. Man does not decide anything. He should be told all that he cannot do. All the things he cannot do. One, he cannot understand. First Corinthians 2.14. Second, he cannot hear. John 8.43. Third, he cannot see. John 3.3. 3. Four, he cannot come. John 6.44. Five, he cannot be subject to God's law. Romans 8.7. So we shouldn't leave folk to believe that they can do something about changing the way they live, the way they behavior and things of that sort. He should be told, God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy, and he will have compassion on whom he will have compassion. Romans chapter 9, verse 15. In other words, the sinner should be reduced to utter helplessness and hopelessness apart from the sovereign mercy and grace of God. The decision is in God's hands to harden the sinner's heart by leaving him in his natural desires 
and his free choice to punish in hell or to grant him the free grace of repentance and saving grace as a gift that will glorify his own name in the ages to come. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7 to 9. And so God never intended that the sinner choose him. The Bible says, and I quote, Jesus is talking, quote, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you, close quote. John fifteen sixteen. Now, is it God's desire for you to convince the sinner to repent? Your job and my job is to fully understand that. Here it is. To evangelize is to so present Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit so that men, women, and children shall come to put their trust in God through him. To receive him as a savior and serve him as their Lord, as their king in the fellowship of his church, writes Dr. J.R. Packer. So let me say this as we conclude this, this week, this week, this month of intense discussion on repentance and on changed lives. Do this. Make the lines of the following hymn yours. Throughout the lifeline across the dark wave, there is a brother whom someone should save. Somebody's brother, oh, who then will death throughout the lifeline his peril to share. Our praise response for today comes from Psalm 136, verse 6. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, to him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. Well, that's it for now. I am wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.